Welcome to the Purple Political Breakdown. I am glad you are here and I'm glad you are listening to today's podcast episode. My mission in each and every one of these episodes is to really focus on the solutions to some of the biggest questions and most controversial topics going on in our current society. I feel like most of these conversations are not truly being discussed in a more logical and respectful manner due to the political toxicity that goes on with both the left and the right, both the Democrats and the Republicans. In this podcast, I don't care about any of that. I am focused on the solutions. I'm focused on bridging gaps. If you want to join me on this journey, if you want to discuss some of the most important topics, if you are tired of the political toxicity and negativity from both sides, please support this channel, share the podcast, and go to my website, www.purplepoliticalbreakdown.com. I appreciate the support. I'll continue to make content and hopefully we can start bridging these gaps and focusing on real issues going on in our world. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Purple Political Breakdown episode number, I think, 71. I might be incorrect. This is the first episode of the new year. How are you doing? How's your day been? I'm going to be recapping a lot of the important events of 2023. But at the same time, I'm letting you know that this is a new episode type every Saturday. So you'll be at least getting two episodes every week, and this is how it's going to break down. You'll have the Mindful Mondays, is what I'm going to call them, where I'll be talking about a very specific topic on my own. Maybe I'll have people come in if they want to, to have a little bit more of an open panel, depending on the kind of general vibe. But that's just me solo talking about what I'm talking about. Then we have Thursdays. I may have a guest. I may not have a guest. If there is no guest, you'll have no episode Thursday. But if there is a guest, be prepared for an excellent episode. Then we have Saturdays. Saturdays are a breakdown of weekly news and current events. This will be an opportunity to update you on what is going on in society and getting a fresh perspective on the nuances behind what is happening. So this is the first iteration of Current Events Saturday. I won't be doing current events through Mondays and Thursdays for the most part. But this Saturday really gives me an opportunity to relay some information to you, the audience. 2024 will be a very important year for the podcast. And in order for it to grow, all of us has to be a part of it. We have a message, political solutions without political bias. We have a goal, many goals, in terms of changing the way we encounter political discourse. We are as divided as we've ever been. We don't have to be. I'm not interested in the division. I'm interested in progression. So... Like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, go to my website, go sign up for the email letter so you always get something in your email box on a new episode. Rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and spread the word. The evolution. I hope you're here with me for that. 
I do appreciate everybody's listening. I do appreciate everybody supporting. And let's dive into our current events for Saturday morning. Now, like I said, this is going to be a breakdown of some important events that took place in 2023. I won't be talking about everything, but I'm going to be talking about the important things and giving you my general thoughts about them, of course. First things first, we got to talk about the war that started out the year, Russia and Ukraine. There's been a lot of backlash in regards to it. We have people that are part of the Republican side that are hard to say, but it seems to be the general consensus is that they don't want to be involved with the conflict. They think we shouldn't be helping Ukraine. They think that Ukraine is a false supporter of Western American ideals. They think that we're sending too much resources to Ukraine for an ally that may or may not exist. And then we have people who are obviously all in support of helping Ukraine. It's a humanitarian crisis. This is the first time where a situation of a European country is trying to take over another European country. It hasn't happened in a very long time. And this is extremely important because Russia is a potential threat to American superiority. And taking over Ukraine is more than obviously taking over their land, but taking over their resources as well. And the scare, the scare to so many people is one, Russia gaining more resources, two, Russia getting more powerful, but three, China thinking that this is a precedent after Russia retains or obtains the resources and power that they have the ability to take over Taiwan, which is actually a NATO, uh, NATO, NATO, NATO ally. NATO, kind of crazy. NATO ally. And if that happens, world war is going to take place. And if Russia decides to use their uh, position, they can take over certain countries in the Baltics, which is, again will be bad for America. So this war is more than Russia taking over Ukraine. I'm sure a lot of you out there, you feel for the people who are dying unneedlessly, unnecessarily. You feel for Putin's mindset of becoming this kind of autocratic dictator of, of the country as he's holding the country with a iron fist and making the rules and and the freedoms of the people very limited, limited freedoms, excessive rules. It's a state of democracy that we would never have in America. Russia is doing things that we don't like, of course, based off our own ideals. And Russia and China are becoming a threat that we don't want either. Russia and Ukraine is more than what is going on. It had bigger stipulations because of everything else that it can involve in the future. And the conflict still raises on with no clear advantage either way. As of right now, the current belief is that the President of the United States should get involved 
and end this conflict as it seems to be going nowhere and as bloodshed continues to increase. The belief is that someone like Joe Biden or someone better than Joe Biden should get involved, declare peace between the two countries, tell Ukrainian President Zelensky that, hey, some of these locations you're just going to have to give up, but you will end the war and gain your sovereignty. And by doing that, we end a bloodshed, we stop Putin's reign of terror, and Ukraine could potentially become a useful ally for America moving forward. However, will the pride of two men, Putin and Zelensky, get involved or get in the way of peace? And do we have a strong enough leader to broker that peace that we want so badly? Nobody wants death. Nobody wants bloodshed. But the Russian Ukraine can't go on forever. But that, unfortunately, is not the only conflict that took place in 2023. We have a conflict that arguably is more controversial for America specifically. And that is Israel and Palestine. The Israeli and Palestinian conflict has raised for years. It has been a conflict since the World War II. There's no clear good guy in this situation, but something that we should all agree, based off viewing the extreme sides of both, is that Hamas is an evil terrorist organization, and the extreme right Israelis who want a genocide of Palestinian people and want a Jewish ethnostate could be considered evil as well. Overall, it's it's hilarious. It's comical how this conflict plagued American culture. It's weird. Because after this conflict, the, the viewpoint of Palestinians and the viewpoint of Jewish people changed dramatically. As we have people on the left that is solely, solely in favor of the Palestinian freedom, thinking that the Israelis, the Jewish state of Israel, is creating a system of oppression to the people. Now, we know how lefties get. They want to be for justice. They're social justice warriors. So you get where their ideology comes from, especially if they have such a lazy rhetoric such as that, even realizing that the Hamas organization that is the head of the snake has been doing terrible, terrible things. But there's no reason to justify Israel's actions either. There's a legitimate argument that all the bombings, regardless of how difficult it may be to get the innocent civilians out of there, is unjustified. Terrorist organizations, military warfare, this conflict is bloody and death is on the rise. And the division between supporting 
the Palestinian people, not Hamas, but the Palestinian people versus the state of Israel is a hard one. Because different from Ukraine and Russia, Israel is our ally. Israel is a very important ally to America, matter of fact. So this situation is much more involved compared to Ukraine and Russia. Saying that we can't give or we shouldn't give resources to Israel is unrealistic. The question regarding the Israel and Palestinian conflict is how do we solve the situation? We realize that if peace could be brokered in Russia and Ukraine, but can peace be brokered in Israel and Palestine? Israel will do no matter what. They'll do whatever it takes to take out Hamas and get Hamas out of there. Also recently, one of the Hamas founders had been killed in a bombing. And it seems like Hamas will do whatever it takes to hold power and rid Israel of their authority. Create a type of sovereignty in Gaza. None of these solutions, based off the individual perspectives, are realistic. Killing all the Hamas leaders will take a very long time and more people will die. And Israel is not going to relinquish power with a threat like Hamas right at their doorstep. Because let's remember, in October, the reason why this kicked off in the first place is because of a terrorist attack by Hamas. None, neither side, are giving an inch. So the solution is hard to say at this point. Because neither side even wants a two-state solution. They want to be one Israeli state. Even if America gets involved, I doubt America will be able to change anything from the two perspectives. It seems that the only way for progress is that the people of Palestine forfeit Hamas to Israel. They turn their backs on the terrorist organization. They relinquish their homes and let Hamas die. That seems to me the only realistic solution at this point. But will it happen? It's very hard to say. The conflict in Israel and Palestine continues They've had a couple ceasefires where certain captives and um, abductees were released, which is a good thing. But when will this end? Will it end in 2024? I'm very unsure. I am very unsure. But that said, yes, there's international conflict, ladies and gentlemen. That is going on around the world. And these are the two biggest ones that has taken place. Two wars that are taking place with America very much involved. But America is in a, let's say, controversial situation at the moment with the presidency. Now, there's two sides to this coin. And even our current president and his poll numbers and his likability and support are down. 
But let's talk about some key figures in the presidential election that will be taking place very, very soon. And we start off with the most controversial man in probably American history at this point, Donald Trump. Now, if you've seen me on my podcast, you know that I'm not a fan of what Donald Trump provides at this point as a as a leader. But when we come to the conversation of Trump, I understand why people support him so thoroughly. It comes from a want of change and want of improvement, regardless of if it's fair or not. But Trump has an uphill battle to be a part of the presidential election. Even though he's the number one Republican candidate, he's facing charges and indictments that can limit his progress. So let's talk about what those indictments are. First is a state indictment on business fraud charges in New York. I'm just going to read this to you so you guys get the general summary. Trump is accused of violating New York state law by allegedly agreeing to obscure a series of reimbursements to his former lawyer and fixer, Michael Cohen, who was the key witness against Trump in the case. Cohen made a $130,000 alleged hush money payment to adult film star Stephanie Clifford, known as Stormy Daniels, days before the 2016 election, in exchange for a silent um, silence about an alleged affair with Trump. Trump denies the allegation, says there was no affair. Prosecutors accused Trump of illegally portraying the reimbursement to Cohen as legal expenses. So that is one of his indictments in 2023. Another one, a federal indictment on classified document charges in Florida. Trump is accused of keeping classified documents after leaving the White House and storming them in various locations at the Mar-a-Laga Club, including a ballroom, a bathroom and shower, an office space, his bedroom and a storage room, according to the indictment. He is also accused of a scheme to conceal that he had kept those documents. He denies wrongdoings. Another indictment of 2023. Next is his federal indictment in 2020 election interference case. Trump is accused of participating in a scheme to interfere with the peaceful transfer of power after he lost the 2020 election to now President Joe Biden. The indictment accuses Trump and six unindicted unnamed co-conspirators of knowingly spreading lies that there was widespread fraud in the election that he had actually won ultimately leading to the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol. Trump denies wrongdoings. And the final indictment, state indictment in 2020 election interference case in Fulton County, Georgia. Trump and 18 others accused under Georgia's racketeer influence and corrupt organizations or RICO law of coordinating an effort to thwart proper certification of the state's 2020 presidential election, which Biden won. The investigation was launched after an infamous recorded phone call to Georgia Secretary Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger on January 2nd, 2021, in which Trump pressed him to find 11,780 votes. Trump denies the allegations. These are the four primary indictments that took place in referencing Trump. And 
Obviously, the trial is taking place, and whether or not he'll be found guilty or not guilty for all four will be interesting. Those are the four primary indictments that took place in regards to Trump. Whether or not you will be found or not found guilty is up in the year, but at the very least, I know he's been taken off two ballots of the election as of right now of the time of recording. So how will the presidential election take place? Well, there are other Republican candidates that are hoping to sweep in and take hold of the president's or the primary election for the Republican Party. Those three individuals, the three most popular individuals I'm going to speak of, I'm not going to speak on everybody else, seem to be Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, and Ron DeSantis. Now, again, I'm going to be honest with you, the people. I'm not a big fan of Vivek either. But again, I understand where Vivek's support comes from. It's with a dissatisfaction of the government, of the establishment that Vivek tries to promise the people. Well, as of right now, Vivek doesn't seem like to be a likely candidate, and it comes down to to Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Now, I came into it when looking at all these candidates pretty fresh. I didn't have prior knowledge on any of them besides a little bit on DeSantis. And then I watched basically all the Republican debate panels of 2023, And I found that Nikki Haley had policies and positions that I was most in favor of um, compared to the other candidates. Not completely, but most in favor in. And I do recognize that even though I don't agree with a lot of things that DeSantis preaches, I can see why Republicans will be in favor of what he offers as well. It's up to you to decide which candidate you prefer. If Trump continues to fall, it seems like Nikki Haley continues to rise, and DeSantis tries to stay hold because it's not the greatest personality it'll be interesting to see what takes place moving forward when it comes to the republican primary nominee if you were asking for my personal opinion i think nikki haley is the most capable out of all of them from what i've seen and i think she would be the biggest threat to joe biden especially considering her ability to hold herself in terms of a personality a character a leader it seems But also her policies are much more nuanced and much more realistic than I've seen from other candidates. The biggest criticism for someone like Nikki Haley at this point is, will she be for the people or for the establishment? People kind of brought up her connections potentially when it comes down to military contractors and whether or not she's corrupt because of it or a good businesswoman. Up for you to decide, to be honest. I'm not going to clowns your opinion but at the end of the day regardless of how someone makes their money if we recognize that the policies that they are putting in place are policies that can push the country forward then that still seems to be the most qualified leader to me at the very least for the republicans at the very least but what will happen will donald trump still end up the primary candidate Ron DeSantis reclaim his second place hold and probably the most qualified in terms of actual results as a Republican in terms of being the governor of Florida. 
Or will Nikki Haley, someone who kind of preaches more moderate policies, a woman in office, and someone who seemed to be the most impressive and has a very extensive international resume, will she uphold the Republican primary nomination? I'm unsure, but these seem to be your three candidates. Trump, DeSantis, Nikki Haley. But what about the Democrat side? What is going on with the Democratic Party? We know that Joe Biden is doing what he's doing. We know that he's going to be the nominee, despite questions on his health and his state of mind. But it seems like there was one other individual that wanted to take votes from Biden, that wanted to replace him as the Democratic primary nominee. And that was Robert Kennedy Jr. And... RFK Jr. had made waves. Now, when I initially heard of him, I assumed that he was a Republican, actually. I think a lot of the things that he was doing indicated to me that he had a very Republican, conservative mindset. But to my shock and surprise, he ended up a Democratic nominee. But sooner or later, he decided to run as an independent. And a lot of this rhetoric seems to be attacking the left, attacking Democrats, and very much of a conservative mindset. This smart strategy. But as an independent, he's going to take away votes away from Joe Biden, which will help the Republican side immensely. So what is RFK's role in all of this? I'm unsure. He won't be elected as president as an independent. But if his job or if his role is to ensure that Joe Biden doesn't win, I think RFK will be that difference maker. So those seem to be our candidates. RFK Jr., Joe Biden, DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Donald Trump. In 2023, they all had a very interesting performance on what they've done. Before we wrap up our current events of 2023, some other things that took place that you may be interested in. We have the classified Pentagon documents that got leaked by a 21-year-old. Very weird situation. It got leaked in a Discord server. We have the wildfires that happened in Hawaii. And the question on whether or not it was very, very, very rich people who started it. Or was it a natural disaster? Curious. Curious. There's. I know there's a lawsuit taking place on the electric company being involved or being the cause. So we're curious to see how, how that works out. We had a couple of major strikes that took place with the United auto workers, with actors, with the writers in Hollywood. A lot of those got resolved, which is a good thing as we continue to progress or push our country forward. I do think unions are a good thing ultimately and having better resources and tools and, and benefits for the for the people who are the life and blood of America is deserved. And then obviously we'd had a recent situation where nearly 200 countries agreed to transition away from fossil fuels. There's much, much, much more news. Obviously, 2023 was a big year. But here are some of the important things that I wanted to discuss with y'all. Let me know what you think about 2023. Will 2024 become better? Like and subscribe, like I already said. 
rated five stars i do appreciate each and every one of you the motto is political solutions without political bias bridging the divide bridging the division y'all have a good one take care and peace we'll check it out y'all we got what you need we're all living in apartments condos vans well dude even you can have a studio a studio in a box yes we can help you with that right here at blind knowledge we work on your budget and we figure out your measurements we'll get you the best sound for the best price let me know 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com yep